Hey, what's up, everybody? The final name of the show is SalesCast. I'm Patrick, and this is episode two. It's probably ridiculous that I, I had one episode and then changed the name, but I, I just don't even care. I just wanted to get the content out. Um, and SalesCast is just a better name, so that's the name of the show. Uh, notes on episode one. This is episode two. Uh, last time I said a couple of things I just wanted to um, give notes on. I was too hard on the SDRs, I think. Listening back on it, I was I was too hard on the people that were setting meetings. And I think the reason why is because I just, I I want to add to the community. I want I want people to get something out of this and become better reps. Um, and I, I think I can help, right? I'm, I'm no expert. I'm not like a... Um, a 10-year veteran. I've never been a VP of sales or anything like that, but I just, I, I was a really good SDR, and I think I can help you guys. Um, uh, there were some really great SDRs that, that I talked to recently uh, in during this this whole project uh, in the past couple of days here. So I, I just wanted to, to mention that. There'll be more on that later. Um, but I, I feel bad that I was too hard on you guys on the first one. I complained about people not mapping their value prop to my business and trying to make an actual case, even though I said I would take meetings with people, whether it applied to me or not. Um, I, I was talking about the cases where they could have done some discovery about me or my company, either before the call or during the call, and they chose not to. So that's that's just a huge misstep. I think it was Richard Smith that pointed out, like, discovery happens before the demo. And... That is part of what I wanted to see what people did. Like I, I agree. I read gap selling and <laughs> I mean that was that was one of the main points I got out of gap selling is like do uh a separate a whole separate call for discovery. Like you, you can't really do them in the same twenty minutes. I also complained that I got too many emails and that my and that was my call to action in the post was to email me. So duh, obviously Obviously, I got a lot of emails there. Um, but my point was that the people who just DM'd me and asked me for my cell number, they got through a lot faster because I was on LinkedIn. It just like where, you know, where I where I was looking. Is, and it was easier for me. Um, so, yeah, that was it. Some numbers on the post. So today I made I made the original post on Friday. Today's Wednesday. Um, we're at 44,334 views. 264 reactions, 128 comments. So I, I think it was at like 28,000 the first in the first episode. So that is going to continue to sail. Like that post is sailing. Um, for comparison, I posted a picture of my dog over the weekend, which is like a little, uh, like, I don't know, whatever I said at the top. 62 reactions, six comments, 1,240 views. Um, the other poster I said to me, it seems like help being helpful is the unlock on social media. It, got 33 likes 10 comments 2765 views so like 1500 to 2000 views is pretty average for me um post that I, I have i put an external link like linking to one of the articles i wrote or something they have a hard time breaking a thousand um i'm trending upwards now like I'm, I'm getting a lot more views and things recently because i had a couple of like posts that that broke through um so i, I think i'm getting a little boosted there uh, the the post where I previewed the this podcast, I totally copied Dave from Drift um, almost exactly just to see, see how I stacked up. And obviously to, to promote the podcast, which turns out like that's what they were doing too. Like I didn't know what his secret was, but I was like, oh, they have a thing, and like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to 
Um, he Dave got 93 comments in 13 minutes. I was just super blown away by that. Um, and he just posted something like, hey, I'll send you the first copy, an early copy of my thing if you comment. I, I thought it was brilliant. So I 100% just took his idea and, and did it myself. Um, uh, and some people noticed that. I guess maybe that was a poor move on my part. But I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, anyway, moving on. The the number one question that I got asked when, when people uh, got onto the call or the demo with me was why did you do this? And there's a couple of different reasons why I did it. Um, why did you give away your calendar on LinkedIn? Like, what are you doing, man? Um, it's a good question. And, and it's a, a multi-part answer. I, I think by the end of this episode, you'll, you'll have a good idea where, like where my head's at. But number one, like, I'm just completely honest here. Like I am not that experienced in sales. I, my background was in uh, math, math research, and education. I was a math teacher. You know, I, I did like physical labor jobs and stuff. Other than that, and and I, I had worked in retail a bunch. I was like really good in retail sales, but that's I mean that's a totally different thing. Um, I, I got into sales because I wanted to like move away from being a teacher. I I wanted to make more money. I mean, just totally honestly, I just wanted to make more money, and I thought I could. I thought I could become an actuary at one point. I took the actuary exam and, and tried to get into insurance. But then I noticed that the brokers were the people that I really wanted their job. So I just, I started selling, started selling insurance and then I got into sales uh, software, you know, like uh, SaaS. Um, and as soon as I got into SaaS as an SDR, I, I did pretty well right away. And now I'm, I'm looking to improve my chops and start closing deals. So I wanted to see what other AEs are doing. I, I really just wanted to get a feel for what it's like to buy software, like what all the other companies in the industry are doing. Because to me, I wanted to just like get some takeaways, uh, figure out what I liked, what I didn't like, um, double down on the things that I liked and avoid the things that I didn't like uh, and, and carve out my own demo process, my own discovery and demo process, right? I had the discovery part down as an SDR and then, you know, moving into the demo portion, I, I, I just wanted to see some stuff. Um, number two reason is genuinely like it, this is, it, it's hard. It's probably, it seems like a disingenuous response when I say that I wanted to help people, but it really genuinely is like I, look november's a rough month uh november and december in particular and it's just hard to get meetings and i thought it would brighten some people's day if i could like just give people an at bat and and give them the chance and just open up my calendar and network at the same time like meet some cool people like i'm guaranteed to meet meet some cool people in this process and i i most certainly did a hundred percent um there's a few people I'm going to, I'm going to shout out. Um, like just being helpful is amazing. Being overly thoughtful, surprising somebody with how nice you are being genuine. It, it's like, that's, it's in my nature to, to try and do those things, like to go out of your way to be helpful. And it's amazing when, it, when you do it. So the other two reasons are just like trying to figure out a creative way to be in people's feet all the time without like, um, you know, projecting myself as this expert by posting like some, I don't know, like tips about how to sell better. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm no expert. I don't know. I, I could 
tell you guys how to teach. Like I'm really good at teaching, which, which plays in because I have a lot of experience doing that, but I don't have a ton of material and to stay active on LinkedIn, to get a post out every day, I'm just trying to come up with like different things I can do. So this, I will probably repeat. I'll probably repeat this like once a quarter or something. Maybe not to the extent that I did it this time, but I will, you know, take 10 meetings or something once a quarter. And, and I think that whenever, if people are willing to, to call me as like a live, um, like a live role playing exercise, I'm 100% on board. Like any SDRs that are out there that, that just want some live cold calling practice against somebody that's not on your team that doesn't know you, that you have to like call random person. Like I'm, I'm totally up for doing that and we could set up some like a, a regular time to do that with people from different companies. I think that'd be really cool. And lastly, I just wanted to see what was out there. Like I, I wanted to see what tech was out there. What, what platforms am I missing? Like I wanted to know about everything and I knew people were going to hit me up. So I, and I learned a ton. Like I, I just learned so much about, um, other parts of the business that I didn't know about. Like I learned about technology that was relevant to me that I didn't know about. Um, you know, I did get some pitches that weren't exactly relevant, but it was just people that were looking to, to work on their stuff. And I thought that was great. I got that. That was really cool. If you were willing to call me and like, you know, jump on the zoom call and like face to face and just meet Patrick for a minute, like anybody that, that put some time into doing that, like, thank you. Thank you very much for participating in this project. Um, my experiences. So I just want to like quickly go over what my general experience was like. And in the best way to do this is good, bad, good. So I'm just going to sandwich the stuff that I didn't like between two piles of good. Um, the, the, the best call, I won't, well, maybe not the best. It, it's hard to pick a number one, but the one that's freshest in my mind that I really, really, really liked was talking to Gavin Mahoney from High Spot. Um, you know, Gavin took the time to look at my company on LinkedIn and he knew that I wasn't in his ICP and he booked some time with me anyway. And I don't remember exactly how he ended up on my calendar, but like there was like maybe a LinkedIn message and then an email and then he commented on one of my posts and then he liked something and then he sent me another LinkedIn message and like he was like one of the ones that was kind of in the shuffle where... I was, I had already gotten blasted. Like my calendar was filled up and, and it was just inundated. Like my inbox was a dumpster fire, right? I mean, I guess that's another reason is to get some perspective of what it's like to be one of those people that I'm trying to get to take my meeting. Like my inbox doesn't feel like Dave from Drift. Like his inbox must be like this all the time. This is the first time mine has been like that. So it was good to get some perspective. Anyway, Gavin was on top of me to get the meeting. He hit me in multiple different ways and was just present in my feed, which made me respond back to him. With I think I just gave him a link to my calendar and said, hey, yeah, grab a spot. Let's sit down and talk. And then when I talked to him, he did some really good discovery. Like he asked me about my company and he asked me about me and he asked me about why did you do this? Why did you take this meeting with me? And... Lucky for him, I already knew about High Spot, and I already really liked High Spot as uh, as a tool, like as an, a sales enablement tool, as a selling tool. I I really think High Spot was one of the best things that I've touched. Um, is he is he? I mean, I'm not using it right now, like, and he knows that, and he knows I'm not even going to be anytime soon because he did his homework and he knows 
like what you know the the minimum deal size for him like when that starts to make sense um and he just he did his homework um he asked me how much i knew about high spot and didn't try to pitch me because i already know about it and i already like it like and i've had other calls that didn't go that well where the the person like didn't ask me how much i knew and i already knew what it was and then they pitched me or or whatever or it wasn't going to be relevant to me because of x y and z and they they didn't go through any effort to find that out um a, a couple other people had had similar calls like that uh logan salat from adp very very strong call just a very strong call he like established himself in the call um got right into solid discovery and then like within five minutes like set up another time f for us to talk when when it would make more sense um remy sanderson from sales screen he managed to to get on the call like took a look at the business like figured out pretty quickly like whether or not it was going to apply to me very much and then just spent the rest of his time like building relationship with me and then thought you know like just wanted to hear about why did you do it? it's a cool project yeah i'd love to connect let's talk some more later that i mean that, that to me was a really good experience um the bad so the stuff that i didn't like was just getting stuffed into somebody's pipeline like it like it just it feels like that i, I called it getting piped right like getting piped did not feel good at all um <laughs> Like I, I I got a few messages that were basically amounted to like, hey, are you gonna buy something or, and like that I'm it, I'm going out of my way to like give a meeting if you want to meet and and I get it, but the the thing is, man, like e even if I what like the answer is affirmative, like it was a turnoff that that was the approach is like, oh, the AE is saying to me or the SDR is saying to me like, hey, is this actually worth my time before they put any time into it? So, and they're just asking me that directly, which, I mean, I was willing to, like, be upfront and honest about whether or not I was going to buy something, but that I would take the meeting anyway, just so that they could practice talking about it, or if they just wanted to chat or whatever. Um, but it, from from the, the customer perspective, when it, if it felt like that for me, I didn't like it. And I'm just talking about my experience. I'm not saying like what you should or shouldn't do as a seller because not everybody's the same. I'm just telling you like what my experience was like. Um, if, if I was like disqualified from the call that it just, it didn't make me feel very good where like you could see like the AE's heart drop when they realize like oh they only have two sales reps like yeah okay yep and then they would just kind of like that's that's not a relationship builder for me like I, I realize it, it bummed you out and that it's not going to turn into like dollars for you this month but it, it was much better for me when the opposite happened um sticking to the pitch too hard like Again, I, I mentioned this in the first one. If you just pitched me your mid-market sales pitch, that it it wasn't helpful to me. And and the people like and we all do this in sales. People were talking in like two-minute blocks, two or three-minute blocks or longer on on their demos on some of the demos that I saw. And if you don't give any, if you don't give the person any time to react, any time to pit, you know, chime in or or ask them, check in with them to make sure that they understand. Um, it's way less effective. 
it's just it just is and then there's this other piece of like asking someone if they got it like saying did that make any sense or did you understand that or did i explain that okay like the the common thing that's going to happen is that people are just going to be polite and say yes or say whatever the the polite answer is i think the ones that went the ones that were better were the ones where i had a chance to explain something back to the person so if i'm trying to learn something and and they gave me a chance to try and say it back to them that's where i felt like i had a more engaging conversation and it stuck a lot better versus me just watching you go through the slides and sort of force me through this path that you've already got that's like well rehearsed it's like you're just plowing through it and you're like you have to get every detail about the software in there it's it is way 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 less memorable for me than if i get to talk um and I, I'm I'm not going to com- convert this month for anybody. Like, that wasn't the point. I, I did want to see. I did want to build a relationship. So, I, I mean, like, I, I, I get it, though. I get it, right? I mean, people are, are trying to sell. The situations where I needed to be educated, where I didn't really know. I don't, I don't have the background. Like, I'm not an engineer or I'm not, uh, you know whatever, whatever the, whatever the the platform that you were trying to show me was, and I didn't understand it. Um, the, the people that were just sharking me for the contact to the right person, like I didn't like that very much at all, but the people that slowed it down and took the time to explain it to me and like teach me about what it was and how it might apply to my business well, you better believe I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I wrote those people down and I'm going to make sure that they get connected to the right people because they, they built a relationship with me. They slowed it down. They explained it to me. Like they, they, they taught me something that I didn't know and they were ready to do that. They didn't disqualify me from the conversation because I'm not the, the, uh, the, the person of, decision-making power on that particular topic but the truth of it is i can introduce you to that person and that's how you have to play it all the time like there was another one where i i thought the um the person did a very good job of like not assuming that i wasn't going to be able to help them even though i wasn't technically the right person um did some discovery around that around like, well, what's your level of influence? She didn't ask me that, but just basically got to that point. Okay, so on to some more good. Uh, a couple more shout-outs, um, and then I just have uh, one more bit, and, and we'll be done. This is a little bit longer one today. William Gay from Cognizum, he, he did an amazing job. He dedicated his whole call to d- solid discovery, um, clearly identified the cognizant value proposition, and we agreed on some time for me to look at the platform later. Um, also, he made sure I was going to be in a, a good appointment for his AE, and this tells me th- that their comp structure must su- must support that because he he's like made sure that it wasn't going to. I wasn't just trying to do him a favor. He made sure that I actually was in the market for something like what they're offering, and I am. I mean. 
I, I it's valuable for me to just know what it is and to see it and to investigate and to be able to compare it to the other stuff that's out there that, that looks like it. It's, it's a very, very, very powerful call. Like very, it, what he did was he asked me a bunch of targeted questions and wrote all the answers down and I could see him doing that. And that was the whole first five or 10 minutes of the call. And that felt great for me. Um, very similar call, uh, from Jamie from Bluebirds. I didn't get Jamie's last na name, but uh, I didn't write it down in front of me, but Jamie from Bluebirds, very, very good call. Same deal. Um, Nate from Chili Piper, another one, just like Remy, where it was like, Hey, yeah, this might not be your thing right now, but like, let's talk let's let's build a relationship with Patrick because over time like I might go back and when I go back I'm gonna call Nate because Nate was cool um, Eric Bryan from SV Academy super well prepared tons of good discovery um, and he opened up a good relationship with me uh, just wanted to shout those those people out and the this is this is one this it's gonna segue into my end my uh, ending bit here but the one of the, the coolest moves that I saw in this whole process, and she did this first. She was like the first person to approach me. And it really stuck out to me. Sarah Brazier from Gong. She teed up one of her more junior colleagues. She saw the post, and then she DM'd me. And she said, hey, can I have Jake give you a call? Somebody who needed at bats. Somebody that was really new. She's a senior SDR. This kid was really new. He was like three months on the job. He's like still ramping or whatever. Jake did a great job. Jake had the courage to cold call me. He practiced. He, you, I could tell he was well rehearsed. He handled his objections. I gave him some feedback on the call, and he was really appreciative of it. So that, like, kudos to Jake. But, but the the move that stuck out to me was Sarah going out of her way. To tee him up. I thought like. That's a leadership move. She said to me. I, I asked her if I could mention her. On the podcast. She said. And she said obviously yeah. That's great. But then she said to me. I always want to get my teammates leads. It's the main reason I post so much on LinkedIn. I work enterprise accounts. And the majority of interactions on my feed. Come from. Uh, SMB and mid-market. So I can't really leverage a lot of that engagement. And I get to pass it off to my teammates. That's a leadership move. Sarah will be a leader in this industry or wherever else she goes. I, I can tell based on her doing that. It's just my prediction. So overall, the best calls were the ones where some solid discovery happened up front and the conversation was guided appropriately from there. And it was focused on relationship building. The worst ones were the ones where I was getting piped and they forced me through their PowerPoint. And I understand it's just a, a chance to get some conversation going and to like try to practice and like run through your pitch, but this was just my experience. Like prioritizing your presentation over my question didn't feel good. Um, the last bit. So this, the leadership bit. Simon Sinek. There was a Simon Sinek talk about this guy 
William Swenson, who got a Congressional Medal of Honor um, for his role in this situation that happened in 2008, where there was an ambush, uh, there was a total, it was a total disaster, the medevac shows up, and the medic on the medevac has a GoPro on and catches the scene. On camera, here's William Swenson and a comrade uh, carrying a sergeant who had been shot in the neck to the helicopter. Like, just carrying this guy. So Swenson lays the guy down, bends down and kisses him on the forehead, and turns around to go back and get more people out. Simon Sinek sees this clip and he says, like, how come I, I don't work with anyone like that? How come nobody at work acts like that? And he talks about trust and cooperation. It's not something that you can instruct. You can't just say, trust me, and have it work. You can't point it to people and just tell them to cooperate. So, like, where does it come from? And he goes into this about how in the Paleolithic era, 50,000 years ago, the world was a very dangerous place and we had short lifespans and congregated into circles of trust or safety or tribes. And it's very similar to something like an SDR team today. There's all these external things that you can't control and they're frustrating your growth and making it so that you're having a hard time succeeding. And maybe you didn't get good leads or maybe your manager left early and you need to ask somebody a question. Or maybe you can't get anyone on the phone today for some reason. Or maybe you haven't gotten a meeting set all month. Where are you going to go when you need help? That person that you look to for help is your leader. Whether or not they have that rank in your sales org. The person who's willing to go out of their way to help anybody who needs it, you know who I'm talking about. There's somebody on your team who may or may not be the actual rank of leader that is the go-to when something's messed up. Here's a quote from Simon Sinek. He says, when a leader makes the choice to put the safety and lives of the people in the organization first, to sacrifice their comforts and to sacrifice the tangible results so that the people remain safe and feel safe and feel like they belong, remarkable things happen. In the military, they give out awards to people who sacrifice themselves so that others can gain something, both like the troops that they're with and the people that they're trying to protect. But in business, we give out bonuses to people who are willing to sacrifice others so that they can gain something. And it's backwards. So that's why I'm doing this. Simon Sinek is laid it out. The way that he laid that out was, a, and I saw the video, it was a game changer for me. It like, it turned something over in my head. Um, when, when he asked, when he asks military people, like, why are they doing the things that they're doing? Why, why would you do that? Why would you run back into danger to save people? They always say the same thing because they would do it for me. So if you go out of your way to be helpful, people generally have a positive reaction. 
And the ones that don't, they're just mad. And if you're not making somebody mad, you're doing it wrong. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. Thanks for listening.